Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a great week. Um, I have something really exciting to share with you today and I hope if anything, it motivates you and helps you to understand that life comes in waves and you know, you can never see the whole staircase, right? So you got to sometimes just take one step at a time. So let's preface this whole situation just by saying that now I am actually a mentor at my alma mater um, at UConn and I'm actually going to be mentoring students in the business school on entrepreneurship and innovation, which I'm really, really excited about. I love teaching and mentoring and I think this will be a really cool experience, just total. But what I really wanted to focus on is like the journey on how I got here because going back, like rewinding, I couldn't even apply to the business school when I was at UConn. So in case you missed it, I am currently now going to be mentoring students in the business school. Yet when I was in college at that age, I didn't have the grades or the GPA to get into business school. So it's kind of one of those really cool moments where it's like, I don't know. I didn't know where my life was going. I didn't think I would ever do anything in business. And here we are. So rewinding, like I already said, I didn't have the GPA to get into business school. So I went on a different path. I got more of a generic major. Um, and I went on to have multiple different careers. Now, all of this being said, I remember taking my first job out of college and thinking that that first job was like super, super important because, oh my gosh, this is what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life, right? That job was the start of my career. It was also the start of my life being over because, you know, it was quote unquote the real world and whatever, all of that. And I just today looking back, I'm like, I hope you can kind of hear a smile on my face because like I was so stressed when I was that girl in college. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still get stressed now, but like, I just thought I had to knew, know what my life had in store. I thought I had to see my whole life plan. And it just goes to show that every single decision and every single Thing that you want to try, whether that be a career or a hobby or just something that you're interested in, like give it a try because you never know where it's going to take you and nothing is the end all be all, right? Like I am currently doing nothing that has to do with that first job that I took out of college, but if anything, you meet cool people, you make connections and you learn what you do not like. Learning what you don't like is literally half the battle. There's actually One of the 12 laws of manifestation is the law of polarity. And the law of polarity says that you have to experience something that you really don't like in order to get more clarity on like what you might want to try next, right? So like if you don't try something or sorry, if you try something and you realize you don't like it, that's great. You can cross it off the list. You can be like, nope, that was not my pathway. And you try something new. So what I really want you to get from this episode is that You don't always have to see the whole staircase, but just ask yourself, like, what feels good? What is going to be my next step? What do I want to try? Not what should I try? Not what do my parents think I should try? What do I want to try today? And go ahead and just like try it. Get started. Start somewhere because that next step is just going to be a step on the staircase. It's not going to be the entire staircase. And 
yes, it helps to maybe like, if you have an idea of a direction that you want to go in, that's amazing and get started take that first step in that direction. And guess what? If you want to pivot or you want to try something else because something else popped up along that way, like that is okay. And I just wanted to come on here to let you know that wherever you are, wherever you're at, you're going to be okay. You are supported and you can always pivot. I think we live in a world where it's like, I don't know. It's it's like this weird thing where people believe like you can't start over and like you can, to give you an example, my dad restarted, relaunched a brand new company at age 65. My mom started a whole new career at 64. My dad learned how to snowboard when he was 40. Like no one can tell me that they are too old to try something new because you are not. You are never too old. You are young right now. This exact moment that you're living in, you will never be younger than you are right now. So do what you want to do. Try what you want to try and don't look back. Like just try it. If you don't like it, stop it. Try something else. Like so simple. Let's not overcomplicate this crazy world that we do live in. And I just want to let you know that truthfully, it's like almost like anything is possible. I never thought I would be mentoring students in the business school because when I was that age, when I was 18, I didn't think I was smart enough to be in the business school. And it's just a reminder that everyone is smart in different ways. Maybe I'm not like super paper test taker smart because I hate tests. Like I'm not going to lie to you. I hate tests. And right now, all of my experience that I have had since college has allowed me to now be this mentor for business and entrepreneurship students. So where you are is amazing. Keep going. Keep trying. Try different things. You got this. Please leave a review on this podcast if you really enjoyed this episode. Let me know that you liked it. What did you like about it um, so that I can create more of it. Thank you for listening. Like I said, we're sophomores right now. And um, I was, I've been living in Connecticut my whole life. And then I went to high school at a tech school. And then I joined the army for four years. And then I got out. And now I'm uh, going to school for business. So. Okay. Cool. Um, I was just going to quickly say my husband's, yep. my husband's brother is in the army now. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yep, I was in the army. Yep, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as him. Currently a sophomore uh, going for a bachelor's degree in business uh, with a focus in finance. So. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. That's nice. You already know what you uh, want to focus on as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've tried out a, a couple different majors, but I ultimately ended up uh, going with finance. So, awesome. Well, that's really cool. And you know, if you can always try it, and if you don't like it, you can always pivot. And having business as a background, I feel like, is yeah. you can build off of that in like any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Any major you take, it's always good to have at least one or two business classes under your belt. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like a backup. So, yeah. So that's awesome that you guys are doing that in the business school, taking business classes. And that's really good. And then can you tell us a little bit about you? Because I don't really know anything because (laughs) Chris never told us like what you did or anything. So I would. Yeah. So, um, I'll do, I feel like I've done a lot. So quick (laughs) version of that. So I graduated in 2014. I had which is sad, like three different, like three different careers in like four years. I was like very, I was very like fail fast, fail quick, like fail forward type of a situation, like figure out what I like, if what I like about certain jobs and aspects, take that onto the next and try to like build and find a career job that I like really liked. So I 
took a job right out of college that basically probably just targeted um, recent graduates. They like sold Red Bull Flip Cup, like really exciting, I don't know, like vibe environment. So I took that job, didn't love it. Um, I moved to doing, what was I doing? Um, I was at Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So I was doing like their events, raising money, fundraising, um, it paid really poorly. So it was just like a little, you know, like trying a lot of different things. Um, then I worked at another company, which I loved, but I was a contractor. It didn't end up working out. It was Gartner in Stanford, Connecticut. I'm giving you like the full background. So I feel like in four years or three years, I like tried a lot of different careers and jobs. I went to graduate school. I got my master's degree for teaching. I was a teacher, learned a lot about like education, the education system um, in America, but I feel like this is where it kind of changed. So while I was getting my master's degree, I was also blogging. So I love traveling. I was doing travel blogging, uh, creating content, posting on social media. And from doing that, I actually started getting uh, sponsorships. So I was doing sponsored posts with brands. Uh, I was being offered to go on like press trips and go travel and stay at hotels in exchange for content. And so that's, I feel like, where I started dipping, like, my personal toes in, like, business and entrepreneurship. Um, because even, like, now, influencer marketing is way more mainstream. But, like, I feel like six years ago, it was kind of, like, wild, wild west. Like, just beginning in a way. So <clears throat> I didn't even know I was, like, getting into influencer marketing then. It just was, like, oh, cool. I like taking pictures, posting on social media, whatever. So that kind of spiraled into... I was able to launch my own digital programs and sell my programs online and sell them through, mainly I sold them through Instagram because that was like my main channel at the time. And, oh, did so much with that. I learned like a ton about business, I feel like. So, because it was like, okay, how to market your work, how to sell it um, multiple ways. So I figured out how to do like Facebook ads to have more of like an evergreen sales system within my business. And then... um because of that, that also segued me into, I had a connection at a company that I'm at now. So I'm not sure if you've heard of like Dentsu as um, it's a media like advertising agency and it has multiple different um, agencies within it. So I'm at one of those agencies and currently I'm on like a paid social media team. So um, I don't know if you guys watch football, but like I just ran like the Pat Mahomes ads for uh, the NFL. Um, yeah, so I still like was in that, um, social media world and like sharing influencer marketing content. And now I'm actually going to be transitioning over to like full influencer marketing, like management. So that's, that's my story. You know, at the beginning it was definitely, I feel like all over the place. And now I've like honed into like, okay, social media, I feel like is my like expertise and passion and. So now we're rolling with that. Okay. Interesting. Feel free to ask any questions too. I know I covered yeah, a lot. Yeah, we have some other questions okay. that we want to cover. But, so I do have like one question. What was your major at UConn? Um, human development and family studies. Okay. Human so, yeah. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I felt like that was just a generic like, okay, it's a major about people. I knew I liked people. So I kind of went with that. Okay. And then let's see, what else do we have? Uh, I got a question. Do you, uh, did you find that degree uh, difficult to obtain or was it something more like a 
like something easier to accomplish at UConn? I um, honestly, I'd probably say like it was one of those just like probably I'd say probably easier. You know, like it wasn't like okay, I was applying to get into a certain school. It was just like okay, this kind of covers what I'm interested in. I didn't know what I wanted to do at 18 years old. So even like 19, 20, you're still, you know, figuring it out. So mm. I felt like it was a good generic degree. Um, and obviously right now I'm literally doing something and I'm in like a manager level role, but it has nothing yeah. to do with my degree. So yeah, yeah. That's how I was like when I was 18, like I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just went to the military and like figured out what I wanted to do and then I realized like after the four years I was like okay I'm ready to go back to school and like yeah I actually like now I actually apply myself like before like if I would have went to school at 18 like I wouldn't have done anything probably like I would have done like not applied myself or done like anything good but now yeah. like, I actually go to class and everything so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but I mean yeah. yeah and everyone's like on a different path like some people at 18 are like super excited to go to school and some people need to take the time and like figure it out so yeah yeah I I know like I know someone who switched their major like more than four times and throughout college and then I know uh, one of my good friends is like pretty much set with a full-time paying job right out of college so mm -hmm. I mean it could you could either figure out fast or it could take some time so yeah I think like real world experience too is like you can't beat that so yeah, for sure. Um, so other questions, you said you're in a manager role. So do you have people under you? And how do you? How does that go? Like, what would you say like your leadership style is towards them? Mm, okay, well, I feel like I'm one of those people who like, I don't know, trying to change the business world a little bit where I felt like, even when I was in school, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing the business school. Like everyone's in like a pantsuit and like blazers, whatever. Um, and I think now we definitely talk about, um, leadership as like the number one, uh, thing I'd say, even like my supervisors will tell me is like empathy. So having empathy and really like understanding where, um, the people like under your reporting to you, the people reporting to you are at and just kind of like, I always ask them like how they are. Like I always check in, not just, not necessarily just like pinging them about work because I'm fully um, remote. So I feel like that also, that's a whole other animal because like it's not in person. It's, we literally have had to only develop these relationships virtually, which is like super different than, you know, six years ago when you were going into an office and like people can read body language and all that. So, um, I'd say like empathy and just seriously taking like the most personal approach. I like prioritize personal and then business. I feel like, cause you need to also make sure that they're happy in their role, see how you can help them. Um, yep. so yeah. Yeah. I have some experience with that too. Cause like when I was in the military, like I would have like leadership or like bosses that like were just strictly work and then like, they didn't care about you at all so like be the people under him like other people under like the leader like didn't like them whatsoever so then like once i got a role where i had people under me i made sure that like we were yeah. friends like outside of work too like mm -hmm. i know it's hard for you because you're virtual but like, no but we that like that's a great way like sometimes yeah. it'll be like let's uh i don't know go play like intram i know like some, some intramural games yeah. or whatever so something yeah. do you 
do you like the uh, online setting or would you uh, rather be in person or like a mix of the both? I have to say I like online because I'm a big traveler. So being able to literally take my laptop and like my par- I'm in California. My parents live in Florida. Like I'm kind of all over the place. So just being able to be like, okay, I'm in Florida for a week or I'm literally like sometimes my husband and I, we went camping and like I took my laptop and just like worked when I had to. So I like the remote. I am a big like people person though. So that it's an interesting balance. However, like work-life balance-wise, I like online. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, like work-life balance, do you feel like um, do you feel like it's sort of stressful to manage, or do you feel like you sort of have that work-life balance figured out? I think right now I definitely have it figured out. I will say I feel like because this is I started this role about a year ago so um I think when you first take any job it's like new it might be a little bit overwhelming you have to learn new systems you have to learn the people that you're working with so it might take be like a few month barrier but then I think once you can kind of see like maybe what your day-to-days look like you can be more prepared and like you just get used to it so it's easier to balance your time but in the beginning, it can be overwhelming. Um, I have another question. Were you always uh, virtual or was this because of COVID? So this definitely was because of COVID. Uh, this company okay. definitely was like all in one place. Like I work, it's funny because I work out of the New York City office, but like I'm in California. Yep. Okay. Do you think though, sorry. Uh, do you think they'll ever uh, transition into more in person or do you think it's just easier for them to keep it like all virtual? I I think they're going to stay virtual because they have people, they've like hired people from all over the country. So yeah. it it's like that saying where it's just more work to hire someone new than to hire internally where like they already know your systems and the client that you're working on. So yeah, I don't think they're going to go back to in person. Another question. Did you benefit from going back and getting your master's degree like in, with, with your jobs? Like, did that help you? Or? So um, it helped me. Obviously, it allowed me to get a teaching degree, a teaching job. However, I'm not like in the that education world now. So I always like to. So there's, uh, I don't know what I was going to say, but basically there's like this law of polarity And it's like you kind of learn what you don't like in order to see more of what you do like. So I feel like I've applied that a lot. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Like if anything, I've learned more stuff that I didn't like. And that just points me to like, okay, we're trying something different. And But I think that's like that's the real world experience we were kind of talking about before. Yeah. You have to get out there and like see what you like first. Yeah. you, You don't know if you don't try it. So. Yeah. You could go to yeah. school for, like, a whole specific degree, and then once you actually work in that job, you might hate it. Like, yeah, and know. that's, like, the thing. It's because, you know, you're in, in school, it's all reading books. And even – I have a bunch of nurse friends out here, and they always talk about how someone will come right out of college, and they're, like – they still have so much to learn because they've never been hands-on as a nurse. It's just been, like, they've read in the books. And it's, like, that's very different than, like, saving someone's life in the hospital. Yeah, my sister's actually a nurse at oh. Harvard Hospital. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So she probably uh, totally gets it. 
Yeah, and I had that same thing. Like when we we'd go to basic training in the army, like the regular original training. Once we got to like our actual unit after we graduated, they're like, "Forget everything you learned. It's completely different." Like yeah, it's completely different here. So I was like, "Oh, okay, that was kind of like not worth it." But yeah, so that's why I'm a big like advocate for you know put yourself out there in the real world and try things and take what you like and leave what you don't. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like? Um any like knowledge or skills that you learned from college did that ever translate to your uh, work life um so I always say well I was a big social person in college so I feel like uh I mean the connections that you make in college and like the friendships I think that like I take that everywhere because number one just connections it's pretty cool being like okay you work at this company maybe I'm interested in going there um and just I mean, learning how to meet new friends, like when you're thrown into a brand new environment that is always creepy and crazy, not creepy, but like it can be weird. Um, So yeah, I'd say probably more like the relationships is the biggest thing I took away. Yeah, the more social aspect of it. Yeah. That's one of the things like our professor is like harping on is like having good networks and like making sure that you like get your name out there and like network with other people and friends so that like, you have a bigger like group for like getting jobs and everything so yeah it's so I feel like I didn't I did not think that way like in college but now it's like wow it's definitely important because you'll still and even just like maintaining those really like relationships just being like hope you're doing well whatever so that one day if you do you know maybe need something you can reach out to them and it's not like I haven't talked to you in 10 years how are you yeah yeah and yeah. like you never know where you're gonna end up like yeah like end up in marketing or sales or whatever and then end up needing that person or like wanting them or their help yeah, or something exactly like so for this class like I had zero connections like on like LinkedIn or something like I had no connections and then like I added everybody in my class and like and yeah I'm like adding people but, your teacher was telling yeah. me how because I actually was meeting I met with her yesterday um okay and she was telling me something about how she's like teaching you guys to connect with everyone on LinkedIn and I don't know yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's funny. funny. That's good. Though. I mean, honestly, it's really good. And like meeting alumni is great because I feel like a bunch of them are already in the workplace. So it's like if you have questions or you want more of like an inside scoop on a job, that's like I feel like a big thing too. If you're interested in something and you see maybe an alumni is in that role or like in a company you're interested in, just like reach out and ask questions about the company and like what they actually do because sometimes a job might seem better than like it actually is because a job description is just like a job description yeah yeah no I understand that a lot but um so in terms of work hours um do you would you prefer um working like a shorter work week but um more hours in the day or would you rather work like a regular five five-day week like eight hour do you mean like the proposed possible four-day work week versus yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) well I'd rather have a longer weekend so (laughs) so you are for it I'd probably be for it and that also goes back I feel like to managing your time like Mm -hmm. if you can kind of like block certain days for certain projects and not every company is like that like my company definitely throws meetings on my calendar sometimes, but they tend to balance out. But 
yeah, I would say in a dream world, I'd love a four day work week with like project based work instead of like random meetings that could be done over an email. How does your work work? Like your work week work? Do you do Monday through Friday or do you have like meetings on Saturdays or is it like sporadic or is it like eight hours? Um, Definitely no meetings on the weekend. Um, I'm like a huge work life balance like advocate so that would just not fly um but I tend I would say I tend to have a meeting like every day except Friday Fridays we have um me time so starting and I actually work east coast hours in California which I love because I'm done working by like two two thirty like latest okay so okay you work with the New York yeah, so I get up early, but, like, I get up early anyways, which is fine. Um, so, but, yeah, we do have, I'd say I have at least a meeting, like, every single day. Okay. Yeah, that seems nice. I, I know both of my parents, uh, they, they're over at Pfizer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and they have, like, constant meetings throughout the day, so. Yeah, I know, like, yeah, it's, I saw this article somewhere, and I don't remember what it said, but, like, it's some really can be condensed and like just it's like if an if they can be answered via emails like questions for the meeting like great but if they need more like discussion then it's fine but i think it's just like the efficiency levels at some workplaces should be like reevaluated probably yeah for sure and also when you mentioned earlier you said something about the Patrick Mahomes commercials. Can you talk more about that? that oh, was, yeah. That um, so, do you know, did you ever see, like, the Head and Shoulders commercials with Pat Mahomes and, like, Troy Paul... I can't say his last name. Troy Paul Malalo. Sure. Yeah, I know who you're talking what about. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Troy, the, the long yeah, hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, um, basically, our agency uh, manages, like, Head and Shoulders. So, we had, like, that ad is created, and then we're running that ad so like I did the social aspect another part of my team did like the tv segment aspect um so like to me that was really cool because I was like oh I don't know I love oh I'm like where I think I'm yeah I'm wearing my Patriots shirt oh you're a Patriots okay cool well I'm a Tom Brady fan so then I followed him to the Bucks and yeah so but now he's gone so now um Andrew my husband's the biggest Bengals fan ever so now we're a Joe Burrow fan yeah (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah, so running those ads were cool because just like, I guess a little bit background on it. Um, we were able to see like which ads in the campaign did the best. So we had his ads, which we call like, we can just call them influencer ads. And then we had, um, brand assets. So those were just like, maybe it was like a gif of the shampoo and conditioner of like head and shoulders and like. For multiple reasons, those didn't do as well, but, like, everything associated with Pat Mahomes did better, and it's, like, okay, it's number one, because, like, people know who he is, and it's, like, associated, like, you know, when you're watching football games, that comes on because they're football players, too, so. Yeah, yeah the head and shoulders, and then, uh, I think he does another one, State Farm, I think. Oh, yeah, was. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But now, like, his coach is in that one, and they were drawing mustaches, yeah. like, on a plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder if, like, because, like, in our economics classes and stuff, they say, like, businesses, like, advertising is, like, a loss of money for businesses, but they do it because it's competitive or something. Yeah, like, 
I feel like it's easier to measure on social actually versus like a TV sponsorship. But the TV sponsorship you could argue is like a great brand awareness campaign. Like it would definitely be like top of funnel because you're reaching all these people, but you can't like measure who's converting from that. Whereas social, you can place like pixels and you can track those and then see like your conversion rates. Okay. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Like you can't put a pixel like on everyone's TV. So you just, you can't see that. So so what is it? What is a pixel like? Um, so, okay. So think about basically uh, wherever you like to, sh- let's just, okay. We're talking about football. So say you go to like the NFL fan and like you want to get okay. a hat. So whenever you go there, you hit, you literally, whenever you type in that website and you're on that website, you're probably like pixeled. Like, do you know how you have to accept cookies? Yep. yep. So every yep. time you have to accept a cookie, which is now regulations, so like every website needs to have those you're pixeled so like now they'll be like okay he's interested in the nfl so now you might get like instagram ads or twitter ad, uh yes, what is it called tiktok happens. yeah mm-hmm. and they can access like what you like and then they all of your ads are tailored to that yeah like it's interest-based so like when i'm doing like a tiktok ad i can literally type in like people interested in football or like people interested in like rugby i don't know but or sports and even in general yeah you can make it as generic as possible, but you can also get, like, super specific. Super detailed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt. I just want oh, yeah. to be uh, respectful of your time. Uh, there's uh, five minutes left. If you want to keep, talk- uh, keep talking, we're all for it. Um, if you want to Oh, that keep asking. Time. That's fine. All right. Um, going back to um, sort of, like, your job... Um, Uh, what are some like sort of like general skills that are that are good for like any workplace environment not just like marketing or like really anything you can use yeah um I'd say communication but funny enough I feel like that also goes back to like what did you take from college it was like the relationships so I would say relationships and communication is like so important for any job probably So how many people are under you if you're a manager? I just have two. Two? Okay. We're a pretty small team, so. Yeah, I mean, I only had a couple people. I had, like, two people under me, and I would, like, train them because I was a sniper, and I would train the people under me to be a sniper and then send them off to the school, and then once they passed the school, they could, like, get promoted and stuff, but. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, because it was such a small group, like, we became, like, good friends. So, like, they listened to what I, like, I I was above them, and they realized that. But, like, at the same time, like, we would go out and, like, go bowling or whatever, or, like, just do fun Mm -hmm. stuff or, like, have, like, like a cookout at one of our friends' houses or something. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That makes sense. Uh, going back to the the master's degree, um, knowing that you ended up at this marketing job, um, if you could like go back in time, would you still have pursued that master's degree, or do you think you would have kind of focused more on that uh, marketing aspect? So I 
I'm, I have to say, like, I probably wouldn't have changed anything because, because I was in, like, grad school, it gave me the time to focus on my blog, which led me to this marketing, like, avenue. Yeah. Do you know, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah, yeah. I, like, wish I didn't spend the money, <laughs> but yeah. it, like, led me to a different path. So, how does the blogging work? You said blogging, not vlogging, right? Yeah. Okay, because I like I know what vlogging is, but like I feel like vlogging's like before my time. Yeah, well, that's why I'm like I use that word, but pretty generically. Uh, so it was a blog, like I was writing, um, but now I've definitely turned way more to like I like doing reels and TikToks because it's just quicker and like I don't really have the patience to edit an entire YouTube video. So yeah. it's just funny because I feel like the word vlog, like it's, I feel like you could say like, I'm like an Instagram or TikToker, but <laughs> not at any large scale, but like, yeah. I just, yeah. I enjoy creating content on them. And then I've been able to like partner with cool companies and cool brands and places. And they have these what like, what do you think about uh, the TikTok being, uh, I saw something about how it's like, they put it through the uh, whatever the chains into like the, about like removing it or banning it do you think that's, yeah what do you think about that i like i like i don't know because i sure. yeah i don't know i think it just going back to even like you guys being in business it actually it's a great reason for like and a lot of people don't do this um i feel like Insta, uh, instagrammers or like influencers to have their audience in a place that they own. So that being like an email list or a texting chain, um, because like TikTok could be down, Instagram could be down. And then it's like, I've literally seen this happen to people. Like they got hacked and it's like, Oh, my business is gone. But if you have a, if you have them all in, I don't know, like a email list or something, then you can still reach them. Um, do you think like, do you think YouTube shorts, um, will become like more prominent like would you would you consider uh, moving to that platform or do you think tiktok is just a lot easier yes okay great question because i do i yeah i think they're honestly i think they're gonna um get even bigger especially because they don't have that like whole tiktok controversy so and i think they keep it really competitive because they're the first um whatever marketing platform or whatever they're called social thing to share ad revenue with the creators. Whereas like Instagram still using their creator fund, um, which is great because that's how I get money from Instagram. But um, YouTube shorts like creates shares their ad revenue, which makes it actually pretty hard because for shorts, you need to have at least a thousand followers and 10.5 million views in 90 days. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know what it is for um, uh, for like actual channels, but I think that's more like to get paid for for that. I think it's on a bigger scale. I think it's something like a hundred thousand subscribers and yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting. It just it like it takes time to build that up and and get there. So yeah, I feel like there's sort of like a kind of like a joke that goes around where like. Uh, the YouTube shorts is like three months behind and they just reuse like TikToks from 
three months ago, but yeah. Well, and the other thing I will say is their ad, the ad revenue that they're sharing. Like I'm not a big YouTuber, so I don't totally know, but like what I've heard is it's just, it's like a fraction, like it goes into the creator pool and then you get the percent of like all the US views that you generated, which likely like for me would be really little. Um, I don't know. So depends. Yeah. Yeah, I got rid of TikTok personally just because, like, I saw all of, like, the, the terms and agreements that they have, and, like, I knew that, like, it was ran by China, so personally, like, I switched to YouTube Shorts because, like, it's the same thing to me. Oh, and, that's like, cool, I was though. too much time on TikTok anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, it was bad. Yeah. So, I feel like YouTube Shorts, I spend less time, but I still, like, that's, I love those, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was a good question. I think it'll be, I think it'll get more competitive, too but it'll take some time. Um, do you have any more questions, Kyle? No, I don't. I do not. All right. Uh, I think that's it for, for us. Uh, okay. I just want to say uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to do this interview with us, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. I loved meeting you guys. Thank you. Yep. Um, no, I don't I'm think trying to get linked in with you because Chris is linked in with you, but we're not. And I would like to stay in touch. A yeah. Little bit, at least. Perfect. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think I'm linked in friends with either of you. So if you both want to yeah. find me, I'm uh, literally Christy Berry. Um, actually let me link it. I can link it in this chat really quick. Okay. Perfect. Um, Just in case. Too, yeah. Sorry. Uh, would you also mind, um, putting your email? Oh yeah. Uh, in, the, in case if we want to contact for sure. Okay, there's my LinkedIn. My email. I'll give you my phone number too. You can always just text me if you need anything. Alright, perfect. Alright, thank you very much again. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Of course, enjoy your weekends. Thank you. Thank you, you it's too. It's great meeting you guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. What nice children! What?